I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. And welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect. I am Christine. And I'm Regina. So I heard you downloaded a new app. I did. I downloaded this app because I saw it on Amy Lee's Instagram. And it's this app called The Pattern. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a super like astrology type person. I mean, I like to read about it, but I try not to let it like dictate, you know, my feelings and all of that. But like, it's always fun to read. So basically this app, you like sign up, you log in like your birthday, the time you were born, where you're born, you know, so like they can configure the stars and everything. Everything. And then they like tell you about yourself mm. and like your patterns and your behaviors. And it's really interesting because it also like dissects it. It even tells you like the number of days that this will last. So like my number one right now is moody and sensitive and it says <laughs> it will last 180 days. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Not a day more, a day less. Not a day more, not a day less. And there are like these nine things that you can like look into. There's like sensitive and adaptable, hard worker or unrecognized, et cetera, et cetera. And like of these nine things, I have three that relate to relationships Mm. and it's relationship blocks, relationship fears, and ideal relationships. What are the type of questions that they ask you? They don't ask you questions. That's the thing. So it's just based off of your birthday, the time that you're born, the location of the stars, and they fill in all the blanks and they fill in all the blanks. It's pretty wild because I was reading the relationship spheres one and it like goes really deep into it too. It's not just like, oh, you have relationship fears. It's like, oh, you're attracted to someone who's self-assured and charismatic and you have these like expectations of who you see yourself with, but you always end up choosing people who are blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh my this God. Is too real. That's me. <laughs> but actually. So how accurate do you think all of that is? I mean, like, I think that it's decently accurate. You know, like I'm a Gemini and I've like read stuff about Gemini and I can be like, mm, I can see how I'm like that. But I also know that with astrology, there's all these like rising and falling and sun and moon and all these other traits that I don't really know about. And Mm -hmm. so from my perspective, I'm kind of like, oh, it's fun to read about and be like, oh yeah, I agree with that. Or no, I don't agree with that. And kind of just move on with my day. I don't know. But with this specifically, it was just so specific. It was like, oh, but the experiences you tend to have or may have faced in the past are disappointing. Your expectations aren't met. You don't feel taken care of or empowered in the way that you hope. I mean, I think that's the thing about zodiac signs, right? Or horoscopes that people who don't believe in it are really critical. They're like, oh, it's so generic. Yeah. What are they going to write? Like, oh my God, you had every expectation fulfilled in every relationship that you've had before. And you had you're popcorn so chicken happy. for lunch today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, wait a sec. You know, so by sprinkling in, you've been disappointed in your yeah. choices in the past. Like when it comes to love, that is a very, very true statement, whoever you are. It is true. There are some things that are like very generic. I think... 
just reading through it all, it was just like kind of one of those things where I was like, oh my God, this is like the stuff that I'm going through right now. So it just like really like hit a chord. And that's probably the most important thing. The very things that stick out to you stick out to you for a reason. For sure. Like you said, it's the period of your life that that makes a lot of sense versus like say five years ago. It may have been the same thing and you may not have resonated with it as much. Exactly. So yeah, that actually is a great tie-in with today's episode, right? Oh, is it? (laughs) Almost like it was planned. Almost. Almost. (laughs) In today's episode, we're going to talk about being afraid to fall in love, which is why, you know, with the relationship fears that the pattern app told me, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so accurate. But I just think that, you know, the two of us always talk about how love is just always romanticized. We watch Disney movies, we watch rom-coms, and it always just seems to like work out, right? And it kind of seems like people, once they're in this relationship, it's just smooth sailing. They're like, I found my person. I'm good. Happily ever after the end. Yeah. But I feel like people don't really talk about like the fear and like the vulnerability it takes to even get to that point. Totally. And I think that's different for a lot of people because a lot of people are excited about love, right? Mm -hmm. They can't wait to fall in love. They can't wait to meet their forever person. I do feel like it's a certain type of personality, which seems to be like people like me and Regina who have or had this fear of being able to just fall completely and lean into a love relationship. I think it's different when it comes to friendship, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to love, that's a whole different ballgame. And there's a good percentage of us out there that do a lot of things and go out of our way to sabotage (laughs) potentially great relationships or things that we say we're looking for, but at the end of the day, when it's in our face, we don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Or we all also come with the whole like, well, I'm never going to find that person because of X, Y, and Z, but really doing a lot of self-reflecting and being like, what am I doing? What can I take responsibility for in this situation for not being able to find someone that I want to have as a partner? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also find myself wondering, is it that easy for other people? Like what is wrong with me that I'm like so hesitant, always just so fearful? And so while writing this outline, actually, I was just like really dissecting myself and my behavior and digging deeper into like why I act this way or like what is that block Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk about it today because I think that we share similar opinions and like similar fears but like I think we have a completely different approach or like different reasoning yeah totally I feel like that is the crux of (laughs) you and me which makes our episodes so fun to record right because I get to hear all the different ways that you process things and why and I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. But you approach it completely differently. So yeah, so let's, let's dissect. Oh, man. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Walk us through your love life, Regina. <laughs> and your past, your past frolics. My past frolics. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's what we're calling them these days. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's what anyone is calling them other than it's me. It's just you. No, it's just on Perfectly Imperfect. We're just going to call them frolics from now on. <laughs> but yeah, I think... Quit stalling. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> So I feel like lately, a lot of my friends have been getting married. I know I say that all the time, but it's like really just like in my face. I think that before when they were all in these like long-term relationships, I was kind of like, oh, I'm safe. Like I'm still doing my own thing. And then now they're getting married and, you know, buying houses, talking about having kids. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? Mm -hmm. My friends used to always say that like I would friend zone guys before 
even giving the opportunity for it to be something. But I think in reality, like I was just scared to let someone in and like be reliant on them. Or, you know, I hear stories about people who would break up and they're like, oh my God, my whole world is falling apart and da da da, you know? I never wanted to be like that girl dating that guy who would just like disappear. Or like, I didn't want to be the person who like always was with them or would change because of them. I think for me growing up, my mom was always like, you need to be an independent woman. And like, you know, it's fine to find someone and build a relationship with them, but like, you need to be self-sufficient and all of that. And so I think that that was always just kind of like drilled in my head. Like, okay, I need to be independent and like not let someone who isn't worthy emotionally hurt me, I guess. So I think that that's just like what was always drilled into my head. And it's not that I didn't have interest in, you know, some of the guys that I had met or were friends of friends, but I think that I was just always so afraid. Like I was thinking of all the things that would go wrong before they even went wrong. Mm, mm, That is so relatable. Yeah. It's so interesting that you took kind of the two extremes of seeing your friends and other relationships and all the things that you didn't want to be, like you didn't want to be that mm-hmm. girl. And then also taking what your mom said about being independent and you just kind of smoosh the two <laughs> together. And it's like, okay, so that only means the type of relationship <laughs> that I'm allowed to be in. It almost sounds impossible. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like in your head, it's like, I can't find that relationship because like to you, a relationship is being dependent on someone yeah, and changing yourself. So I can see why you've never been in one to that extreme because you're just like, I don't, I don't want to be that person because if you're in a relationship, then to you, you would become that girl. Yeah. That's so interesting. So then when your friends say that you friend zone guys Mm -hmm. before you even give it a chance, like in your head, do you see them as a possibility? I think I do. I guess in a way, like there are certain guys that I personally feel like, oh, I was more like flirty with them or I would give them more attention. And then like if they don't reciprocate, I immediately just shut down Mm. and I'm like, okay, next. Like, he's just not that into me or like, oh, like that's probably not going to work out anyway. Or, you know, I'll list a bunch of things in my head of why that wouldn't work out. Mm. And so again, Mm. like I kind of predict the future without the future actually happening. And like, that's like my coping mechanism, right? Like, you know, preventative care, it's just preventing (laughs) the relationship from even happening because I'm so afraid of like, having that. I don't know. It's weird to think about because like, I do have a lot of really good, like girlfriends that I've developed very, very close relationships with. I don't have a problem opening up to people. I just think that it's, it's more so like that reliant factor. Mm. Diving in deeper. What happens if you were too reliant on him in your head? I think that in my head, like I'm scared, like what if I become so reliant and he just leaves, which is also like, it doesn't make sense to me either because like, I know I can stand on my two feet. I mean, I think I know that more so now than I did probably in my earlier twenties. Am I considered late twenties now? I'm 27. Yes. About to be 28. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Okay, fine. So early to mid twenties, I probably like wasn't as confident in myself and my ability to stand on my two feet as I am like now, but I don't know. I don't, know why like even as I'm talking to you and you're asking me these questions I'm like yeah I should just be more open and 
it's okay to be reliant, but it's just, it's just such a fear of mine. That makes perfect sense. We all have irrational fears. Yeah. <laughs> we build it up in our head. And you had probably when you started liking guys, I don't know. So you had like 15 plus years of living in this irrational fear and building it up more and more in your head. Yeah. I'm the type of person that gets more scared, like when I'm about to get a shot than the actual shot, even though sometimes mm-hmm. the shot hurts, mm-hmm. you know, it really does. But then I build myself up in that anticipation that I'm like, Ugh! you know, I feel like I'm going to get murdered. But really, when after you get the shot, it's like, um, oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> I mean, you still feel the pain, right? But then you move on with your life. But that pain was something that you went through. And then because whatever that shot the purpose was right so but it makes a lot of sense and i think that's the crux of why we're talking about this topic being afraid to fall in love because i feel like a lot of people who feel that way have that same fear Mm -hmm. you know being too reliant losing yourself in that person and then not being able to pick up the pieces feeling like you can't because it's a true devastation Mm -hmm. i like how we're like oh we're talking about the fear and i'm like playing into it i'm like no it's (laughs) it's so painful (laughs) don't ever do it no And also knowing you, Mm -hmm. not that you haven't taken this from real life situations from watching your friends and all that, but I'm pretty sure you also piece it together from watching movies and TV. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) 100%. Yeah, I was just telling Christine, I was like, I sent her a meme the other day that was like these two girls. The dialogue is like the girl like leaning over being like, oh my gosh, who hurt you? And then the girl sitting up is like my own expectations for myself. (laughs) And I was like, that's me. You're like, I feel personally attacked. I know. It was actually just like a dagger to the heart. You're always tweeting that. You're always like, I feel personally attacked. I do feel personally (laughs) attacked. It's a very personal issue. But like, I totally relate to that because like, yeah, I have these expectations and I think these expectations stemmed from movies, even my parents, like, you know, they're still married, which is, I think, a pretty incredible feat. It's been over 30 years that they've tolerated one another. Um, And I would say they love each other. They do love each other. (laughs) They love each other a lot. And obviously they're relationship is in no way perfect, but I think I look to them and I do think that they are good for each other. Like I think Mm. that they balance each other and sometimes they may not understand each other or sometimes they might, you know, butt heads, but I think fundamentally, like they truly, truly care about each other Mm -hmm. and their love languages are different, which, you know, we've talked about and I've told them, I'm like, you got to work on that guys. But I think that just seeing how easy their relationship was in the sense that like they both wanted the same things, they might have done it differently, but like ultimately like their goal and their morals and values were the same. And so I think that that's what I always looked for. But then it's also like, you know, it's pretty impossible to find someone who has the exact same way of thinking as you. I was going to say that where (laughs) all this makes absolute sense as to why you have this fear or just this approach when it comes to love. Because, I mean, we've talked about perfection, right? Mm -hmm. And trying to get it right the first time. Yeah. This idea, which a lot of people approach finding that one 
one mm-hmm. with, right? It's like, ah, oh, this person's going to have it all. The next one is going to be the one, you know? Yeah, he's going to, he or she's going to complete me in all the ways that I'm incompleted mm-hmm. and they're just going to know. And then when you get in a relationship and that person doesn't, it's like, didn't you know that I want to milk tea? Yeah, how, like, how dare, dare you? you? <laughs> <laughs> the one would have known. Then you start doubting and questioning yourself, like, is this person right for me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've definitely been there, right? And then there's that fear of commitment because it's like, oh, he's going to let me down. Yeah. I feel like before it even starts, I'm already like, oh my God, what if we're not right for each other? What if one person stops trying? Oh my God, what if we get married and then <laughs> divorced? Like, I was so afraid of the idea of it like not working out that it just, it was just easier to not try. Yeah, to not even start it, right? That is like the seemingly reoccurring theme in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it makes sense mm-hmm. that you're actually... <laughs> you're like, like you're yeah. Cons- <laughs> no, it's like you're a very consistent person yeah. all the way through. I actually am. Like, specifically this season, the more episodes we do, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like so set in stone. Like, I'm just, this is who I am. But it's an interesting... But that's the beauty about you it's that you're at a point now where you're able to be self-aware of those things and now you get to choose like is this how you want to continue on yeah because it sounds like you do want to find love i do you admire your parents's relationship even though you admit that you know it's not perfect Mm -hmm. and they've adjusted which is what love is right so even you looking to your parents as an example their example is that it's not right all the time perfect Mm -hmm. and essentially that's what a relationship is and trying to find that balance takes being in a relationship Mm -hmm. first right Mm -hmm. or else if it's just from the peripheral and you're just observing and thinking your way through the situation without having said person in the relationship Mm -hmm. then it's just all in your head right it's just you spending present time worrying about something that does not exist Mm -hmm. so with that, have you ever been in love or been close to being in love? Um, I don't think I ever allowed myself to get there. I think that there have been instances where um, I really get along with someone and I start developing those feelings, but then it just never gets to the point where I feel like, oh my gosh, like I think that these feelings are stronger than just like crush feelings or like interested feelings, you know? Mm. I think that looking back when I was younger, I was so unsure of myself that if I had been in a relationship, I would have been very malleable, very easily molded by whoever I was with at the time. Mm -hmm. But then now that I'm older and I understand myself more, I think that I have very specific things that I'm looking for. And when someone kind of strays a little bit away from that, I'm like, okay, well then that's why it wouldn't work out because of that like little thing. Mm -hmm. And so like, I almost don't allow myself to get there or feel those things Mm -hmm. because I'm just so defensive. And it's like interesting too, right? Because like I remember in like college, some of my high school friends, like we weren't in the same vicinity anymore, like signing out or like chatting. They'd be like, oh, love you. Bye. And I'd be like, oh, love. (laughs) Like it just seemed like such a strong and powerful word. And then I was like, oh my God, like what does this mean? And it's not, and it's like, you know, girlfriends, like it's a kind of like a, Oh, love you. You know, Yeah, I say that all the time. Yeah, exactly. And And then you respond with like a happy face. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just, to me, it just seems like such a strong word. And I like grew up only using that like towards my parents. Mm -hmm. And so then being introduced to it in more of like a social context of like, of course I love my friends. Right. But like, that was just such a brand new idea to me. And then I think that it was kind of one of those 
things too, where it's like, oh, I thought that once you love someone, like the switch just flips and like, you just, you just feel it and you know it, right? Which you do. But I think that you do also have to like process it as a thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, absolutely. You're not, you're, everything you're saying is not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why some people take a while to say, I love you in a relationship mm-hmm. while others say it immediately. Mm-hmm. It's different for every person. And it doesn't mean that one person is wrong or right. It's just how you come to realize it yourself. I mean, in my relationship with Jack, mm-hmm. oh, he said it really early on. <laughs> really? And I was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, cool. <laughs> cool thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye. But then I've always been really guarded in relationships. And it comes from the same sentiment where I'll just list the things that I realized just to cut to the chase <laughs> of just being in many different type of relationships and reflecting back now from my relationship with Jack. Mm-hmm. These are the things that I realized why I was so afraid to really fall in love and lean into relationships in the past. The more you have, the more you have to lose. Mm-hmm. I couldn't trust him because I didn't fully trust myself. I didn't love myself enough to truly love somebody else or to let somebody love me. And because of my past relationships and how I have proven to be, in my definition, a shitty girlfriend, I didn't truly believe I deserved to be happy in a relationship. Because I was always afraid that shitty side would come out and I'd be like, oh man, oh, well, I just well, I ruined another messed one. up a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? So I would always hold myself back. And then going in deeper, which is something that I've kind of always had hints of, but now I'm really processing it with my own life coach. But it's like tying in my volatile relationship with my dad ever Mm. since I was a young girl. And you know what they say, like as a girl, your first encounter with love with a man on a pl- obviously a very neutral platonic level is with your dad, mm-hmm. right? There's no expectation back. It should just be Easy. love, your first encounter mm-hmm. of love, right? And throughout my relationship with my dad, it's been super extreme. And my trust with him has been completely broken time and time again. So no matter how great it gets, like with my dad, things can be the best. We can be like best friends, but then when we fight, it's like the most awful thing ever. So what goes up must come down Mm. is kind of the thing that I have. So that makes absolute sense why I have a natural distrust for men. And just like when things are going great, the bottom's going to fall out. Then it's going to be like disaster. And because I go in with that, it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you like find ways to kind of make it come true. Yeah, because I look for the signs. I'm like, oh, this is why. Even if, for example, they answer things with a little bit of hesitancy. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Oh, you're like, oh, you know, like he breathed like, oh differently God. this time. <laughs> you know, and yeah. and just being so guarded and like looking for the red flags before they have a chance to hurt me. Exactly. Right? And exactly. then when they hurt me, then I know that part of me um, that gets like super defensive and super protective, then like, you know, the cat claws come out. I'm like, ah! And you're like, well, see, I knew it already. So this is not surprising for me because I already protected myself. Exactly. And I've talked about this in the past where that eventually turned into me going into relationships, already cheating myself out of a fulfilling relationship because I'm just like, hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. You yeah. Know? You're already like looking for a way out. Yeah, right? exactly. And that's why, I mean, even with Jack, I mean, we've been together for seven years and I was just like, yeah, I don't plan on getting married. I don't want to get married just because it was a way out just in case. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had the exact same thoughts when you're just like, oh, you think about, you know, if you start this and then what if you guys get married and you get divorced and etc. Right. Your mind naturally goes there. So then 
And I'm like, why even bother? Why put him and me and our families and everything, our friends through that? So might as well just keep it at bay. Yeah, just keep it, you know, arm's length distance away. And essentially, yeah, it comes down to wanting that sense of control. Because Mm -hmm. if you can, quote unquote, control that and your emotions and your feelings and kind of the distance, whatever distance you choose to have between you and that person, then you're not going to be swept away and out of control based off of somebody else and their emotions and their actions. So it completely makes sense as to where those fears of ours developed and came about and exist, right? Mm -hmm. I think the difference is now I realize through being in those relationships and having to see that version of me and Mm -hmm. see how that played out for me to decide that's not what I want. I was younger compared to you now. So Mm -hmm. I think I had to go through a lot of those kind of growing up phases in that time frame, right? So that's why I went through like the slew of failed dating relationships and then deciding I needed to take time for myself for self-love and to determine what is important to me, what are my priorities Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and define what does love look like to me Mm -hmm. and what I need so that when that person enters my life, I know right away. Well, not right away, but I know versus letting that person define it for me, which is what I did in the past, right? But for you, you went through that process by being single and maturing on your own, right? So now you're going into it with definitions of what is it that you're looking for in a partner. Mm -hmm. But then it's also... <laughs> actually living that in reality with a person mm-hmm. and like just being open to that I think that that is probably one of the hardest things like one of the things that I do really appreciate about the fact that like I haven't been in a serious relationship is the fact that like I can say I am me because of me like I am me because I wanted to do this. I moved to New York because I wanted to do that. Like I didn't have to be someone or do something that I didn't want to for the sake of someone else. And I think that that's something I'm really proud of. But I think that, you know, for the longest time, the thing that always held me back from wanting to open up to someone is like, what if I'm just not good enough? Like Mm. kind of like what you were saying was like, what if I'm just like not enough for someone and therefore unlovable? And, And then I feel like whenever you get those thoughts, like you just really, all the dark thoughts that you've ever had, all the insecurities you've ever had, just like kind of cloud and like fog over you. Of course, because you've been building up that evidence for however long, you know, mm-hmm. like you know yourself so well that you can list all the things that make you unlovable or not mm-hmm. enough. And of course, those are the reasons why someone would leave you. Then it's like, yeah, that that train of thought absolutely makes sense as to like, well, if I don't find myself lovable in those aspects, really, that's what it is. Because right now, not having that person in your life and doesn't even matter about that person you're already saying that about yourself Mm -hmm. these are the reasons why I'm unlovable because you believe those are reasons that make you unlovable right exactly so then looking at that how true are those reasons that you're unlovable it's not because I'm (laughs) I'm a badass no I'm great um I'm perfect thank you very much (laughs) I'm wonderful it's everyone else no I think that like because I'm now like just more sure of myself, I think that it's easier to kind of be like, okay, well, I know that this is how I am. And like, these are, you know, all the baggage that I come with, but here are all the great things that I also bring to the table. And so I think that in that way, just over time, and I think as you get older, you just kind of naturally become more confident because you understand yourself better and you 
still see your flaws, but you find the meaning behind it and you're like, okay, well maybe some of these flaws aren't flaws. Like maybe sometimes this is just like something I thought was a flaw, but I can spin it and turn it into a strength or, you know, like I was always like, oh, I'm not emotional enough, but that helps keep me calm and level headed. And, you know, like just things like that, that I feel like I've just kind of come into myself as I got older. But they're also not fixed traits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you want to be able to express more emotion because you realized, hey, this is something about myself that I feel like I've been suppressing or purposely not expressing for whatever reason, then those are things that you can work on, right? You don't have to work on it for anybody else other than you. But that Mm -hmm, doesn't mean mm -hmm. that it's like a negative trait. It's just something that you condition yourself to do it. And going back to the stuff that makes you quote unquote unlovable, you know that that's not true because you have so many people who love you in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to best friends, you have so many lifelong best friends that those relationships aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. And you guys have gone through so much in developing that foundation and even still fight right and argue and you may not agree or fully understand how she or he reacts but then at the end of the day you still love them and they love you right and when it comes down to a romantic relationship I don't know about you but ideally I mean Jack is like my best friend that's that like basis so like if right now in your life you have so many are, are they all your best friends <laughs> does that even make sense it's just yeah one no best friend? <laughs> I, well you know how like in the Mindy project Mindy Kaling says like best friend is like a tear yeah <laughs> it's not like a person I love that because that's totally true for me like I feel like each of my friends I can go to them for different things and together they just make my life so much better in like many different aspects like I can't really just pinpoint one person and be like oh that's definitely my best friend because mm-hmm. I feel like it just changes with the seasons of my life so smart because all your friends listen to this podcast and now they can they all be do. like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's this specific person. <laughs> it's actually funny. I was saying that like sometimes my friends, significant others listen to the podcast before Aww. they do. <laughs> and I think just even thinking about it on that grounding, this expectation that we have when it comes to romantic love, it's like sometimes we build it up because the media in our own heads and just like happily ever after and all of that, like it's like this grand, huge, momentous thing in one person. But really when you think about it, at the end of the day, it's like this person ideally is going to be the closest person to you in your life. You know, like he or she is going to be your best friend or I'm going to say best friend just because, yeah. you know, in that sense so like for sure in that it's just like you're on your way of building that friendship and foundation without having to put too much on are you everything that i want in a person we don't have that expectation when we go into friendships right yeah but we have that expectation for ourselves what do you mean like for ourselves to be that perfect person for your romantic relationship yeah for like romantic relationships yeah Yeah, it's like so easy to be like oh i'll accept it if he likes the office more than friends or or something like that but then when it comes to you you're like oh my god like I just need to be this like flawless person and it is an unrealistic expectation and I'm I'm learning to let go and kind of let things happen as they happen I mean that's the thing that I really learned if the one thing I could take away about love is that love is risking being vulnerable and letting your guard down yeah. so that you can feel all the complexities of being in that type of intimate relationship which to be honest you're already doing with your friends it's so it's not a huge leap of course yes there are things that you do in a romantic relationship 
relationship you don't do with your friends Preferably. but you know the, yeah <laughs> you, if you do hey yeah love is love yeah. you know but love does not exist without being truly vulnerable mm-hmm. and i know that's scary but Brene Brown defines being vulnerable <laughs> as being courageous. Mm-hmm. You know, it does take courage to do that. And ideally, you get to that foundation first. You build that, you know, instead of going in like, oh my God, are you going to be my person forever? It's like this person has shown, and you as well, shown signs of being trustworthy and that there's that connection, you know, just spending day after day to build that. Then you decide for yourself as you go on, is this person that I want to spend more time with and let it go as it continues on as is meant to be, right? Instead of putting too much weight in the beginning of it. It's just like what we said, when it comes down to creative projects, right? It sounds so similar where mm-hmm. we like put our hopes and dreams at the beginning of it. And then if it doesn't go to plan, we're like, ah, oh, this just means I'm not meant to do this. Right. Well, like we've said many times, this is just the process. It's actually just like going through falling. You will fall, absolutely. But that's all part of picking yourself back up and defining for yourself, okay, okay, so what didn't work? Like for me, looking back at my past relationships, I realized what didn't work for me were were some of the things of how I talked to the guys and how the guys communicated with me. Like that didn't work. And I could look back and be like, oh, I can see how that led to a huge fight because we didn't actually like try to find a resolution that worked for both of us. Mm -hmm. It was always like one-sided, either giving, giving or taking and taking. So at the end of that, before going truly single, I was taking a lot, (laughs) you know, because I'm just like, I'm not gonna, same thing. I'm like, I'm not gonna let any man take away from me I realized that's just a behavior that was not resulting in what I wanted. My intention was not matching the result. And you can see based on my behavior, why? And what the difference was were the thoughts and interpretations that were happening in my head. And those are all the realizations that I listed before. Mm. So love is uncertain with no matter anybody. It just comes down to, do you believe that you're worth experiencing that type of love? Yeah. If you want that and you truly believe that, then you'll give yourself a chance at it. And whatever happens from that is whatever lesson that you're supposed to learn. And that person's probably going to be your best teacher in that area Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Okay, I just went on this huge, like, lecture to you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Just give love a chance, Regina. I totally, I mean, obviously this is something that I'm working on and learning to be more vulnerable, learning to be okay in that vulnerability. I know that I'm a strong person, but for some reason, like, that just always feels like such a block for me. But I'm learning to, you know, slowly kind of brick by brick take it down. You know, recently with all the weddings that I've been in, there was a song that one of my best friends chose for her wedding, and it was called Love Someone by Lucas Graham. And it's kind of one of those songs that you hear the lyrics and you're like, oh my God, love is so beautiful. <laughs> um, oh my God, what a cliche bridesmaid. I know, I know, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I'm like the emotional bridesmaid, like that's crying on stage. I actually don't cry at weddings. I think I'm too like, oh my God, what are we doing next to like get that emotional? The lyrics from it um, that Lucas Graham says is when you love someone, you make room and you make space for them, whether it's like in your life, in your heart, whatever. And I noticed that that was something that I just wouldn't do. Like I didn't want to make that room for someone else because I'm like, no, 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 I should like plan out my whole schedule and like not have someone else ruin it, you know? And so I think that that's, that's what I'm learning to do. I'm learning to open up, be okay with being vulnerable and kind of like allowing myself to 
let someone in in that way and make room for them in my life. So yeah. And also a big part of it too is you've been in this relationship with yourself for 28 years. It's learning to trust yourself. Because at the end of the day, what you're saying about not wanting to lose yourself in the relationship, not wanting to be too reliant and all the red flags, to trust yourself that you'll be able to pick a partner who truly values the values that you value. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a tongue twister. Value, 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 yeah. (laughs) And that he truly wants you to be the best person you can be and wants to be your partner in that and vice versa. So it's not about someone who's going to keep taking, taking, taking. And even if you find yourself in that situation, you know, you'll be able to pick up the signs or trust your friends enough to tell you, hey, you know, we know that this is something that you said is really important to you. And we've noticed that you're not aligning your behaviors with that. So just to give you a heads up and trusting them. And even if you do quote unquote lose yourself, that's okay. You know, it's like sometimes you really have to go through that experience to really know the depths of that and really learn what that feels like and what that means. I know like you had said that, you know, you don't want to make a mistake. Honestly, when it comes down to it, it's not a mistake. You can have regrets. <laughs> you can think about it be like, oh, maybe I should have dated that guy or given him too much of my attention. Mm-hmm. But when you really put yourself into it and really come at it with a clear mind, it's like, well, that experience was meant for you because you had it. So what is the takeaway? What is the takeaway that you can take from that lesson? The very least, right? If you went through all of that and you're beating yourself up for it, what's the pearl in that lesson that you can take with you and have it blossom in a future relationship in the way that you want, but without putting a bigger wall up or guarding yourself even more because you know all that armor doesn't help. Yeah. That has not served you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, love guru, Christine. Oh my God. Am I Adam Sandler? Yes. Wait, is he a love guru? Is he? Oh, it's Mike Myers. Oh, Mike Myers. I don't know. One of them. Yes, I think it's Mike Myers. (laughs) All right, so uh, this episode is basically me saying, uh, send in the applications for single men. (laughs) (laughs) So Regina's profile on Tinder. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I really do appreciate like, all the advice and wisdom that you have to give. Because I think that a lot of our fears are rooted in the same things. But it's beautiful to have watched your relationship with Jack. Obviously, you guys have had ups and downs and I was there for a lot of them. But I think, I don't know, it's just love is a beautiful thing. Oh no, I'm going to get like all emotional. Girl, you you know, I have been terribly, terribly hurt in my relationship Mm -hmm, with Jack mm -hmm. too. I mean, like you said, it's so easy to look at other people's relationships and and be like, oh, the highlight reel, you guys look so lovey-dovey, you guys went to Disney together, oh my god, you know? But to have a partnership, and it's proven in your own parents' relationship, right? It takes work, it takes so much work, but it's like your friendships, like you wouldn't trade that for anything. That took work, but what you get from it, and what you can give, and that like bond is something that you cannot feel otherwise if you don't fully lean into that friendship so it's the same where i think that's the fallacy when it comes to love that it's seamless it's easy and there's like no disappointments it's just smooth sailing once you get married it's your happily ever after but okay i also want to put like a caveat there where like and then people are like okay so me fighting with that person every Mm -hmm, single day you know that's work right and there's a fine balance what clicked for me with jack was that it's not that we don't fight or have arguments i do feel like with him compared to all of my other relationships it's easy as in like we are both on the same page 
to work together as a team mm. you know as opposed to before when i fought before with other guys it was like i win you lose do you not see what i'm saying i'm blaming you you change mm-hmm. you know and like if only you took accountability for this then we'd be fine the approach is completely different right because when you're thinking about how do we both as a team like flourish in this relationship together and what we're trying to build so the approach is very different mm. and the mentality is very different so that part is easy with Jack. Like, that's not something that I have to, like, dissect and, like... What did he mean by this? And what did he say? Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we get it. But the work is continuously communicating what we feel. You know, it doesn't mean that the easy part comes and we agree all the time. No, but it's, like, being human enough to realize that we're not going to agree and there are things that I'm going to do that's going to annoy him and vice versa, right? But how do we communicate that and trust in the other person that if we bring it up, it's not a personal attack. <laughs> right. Know? It's just more so like, hey, how do we massage and work on this together? Mm-hmm. So we're both fulfilling each other. I think that's the part where, of course, it's personal. Of course, you know your own relationship at the end of the day. And that can be scary because it's like, oh, what if I end up fighting with someone forever? And they completely ruin me, mm-hmm. right? But it's trusting that you can pay attention to the red flags when they're there. And then whatever experience that you're having is to bring you to a bigger sense of self-awareness. That really is the most important thing because that's how you can show up as your best self for anybody. Oh, I love that. Yay! Yay. Like, so excited for, you know, <laughs> for the applications. I mean, <laughs> no, I've always believed that you're going to find someone that is just going to rock your world but in a beautiful way that you guys can learn so much from each other you have such a good support team around you and a group of people that you've developed such a strong trust towards that they'll be there for you you know what i mean like they'll tell you hey regina you know i don't know about that Mm -hmm. and so you're not in it alone you know and it's like not throwing you into the wild and like survive it's so funny because that's what my friends used to always say like why not just take a risk you know if it doesn't work out like we're here like we're here the way that you were there for us And I think that it was always just more so in my head. It it is just all in my head. But yes, I am learning to be more open, more vulnerable, make some room for some new people in my life (laughs) to thrive. Just be aware of the 108 days of you being moody and sensitive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we'll have to wait until the 180 or 108 (laughs) days to be over. Yeah, just listen to the app because your app apparently knows you better. Exactly, knows me better than all of your friends and family. Exactly, (laughs) who needs friends when I have this app? (laughs) You can plan out your entire love life based off of what the app says you can and can't do. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode about love, being afraid to love, all about love. Everything about love, love that love, you, love. everything you need to know about love. Thank you for all of your advice and your guidance. I think that that's always something that I've really appreciated throughout our friendship. And um, yeah, we'll I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on <laughs> yes. my love life. I guess. Oh my god, we'll have to do an episode of the updated Regina's love life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like a reality show. <laughs> it is, but podcast format. Yeah, it's okay. I'll I'll be the commentator. Okay, it's like a sports <laughs> podcast. Oh, Regina's walking and in and leaning in what... for the kiss. Yeah. Oh my god, they kiss. What? I don't know, like <laughs> whatever sound effects that they. Yes, you're your own soundboard. We don't even need a soundboard. (laughs) 
Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. It would mean the world to us if you could go to iTunes and rate and subscribe to get new episodes into your inbox every Tuesday. And we started a Perfectly Imperfect podcast Instagram. So we will link that in the description box below. It's been a really fun way to keep in contact with you guys and really dive into these topics more and for you guys to ask us more questions or for us to hear your feedbacks. So yeah, make sure to go give it a follow. Regina and I are always on there replying back to people who are DMing us or leaving comments and we want to remain as active and engaged as much as you guys want to. So this is a great way for us to like, you know, get to chat with you guys more intimately yeah yay yay we'll see you guys next week bye, bye.